Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, oh, middle cough. Internet, baby. Internet. You didn't even have the juice to give me a hey behaves. No. All right. <laughs> For those of you listening to this podcast, welcome. For those of you watching the YouTube, uh, we've gone through some technical issues, and uh, we're going to pull John emotionally out of the frustration of um, unexplained problems on the internet. But here we are. Welcome, everybody. I'm Guy. That's John. This is our YouTube channel. If you're here, like this video if you're watching the podcast or you're listening to the podcast thank you for that and if you want to get one or the other you're watching the audio link for your to go i had somebody dm me today john they're like i can't get away watching youtube at work where's the podcast i said see that's perfect for you for some people you can so you can do the youtube yeah you could do youtube on your phone and then just have the ear pod in but i guess depending on where you work it yeah it can't be difficult uh, the good news is, I think we found our quarterback, John. We got a big game this week. Cowboys, that's who we've got this week. We've got our QB. We've got a big game with the Cowboys. We're back. Who's playing the Cowboys? We are. Who's we? Raiders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raiders Cowboys. What are you talking Am I on the wrong show? I, I, I saw a headline today, Br- Brady like, fine by the Raiders. He is fucking incredible. I mean, it's just. He's what the the minions on uh, on Twitter have dreamt of Trey Lance being, based on two preseason games. I mean, it's he looks awesome. There's no way around it. He does. He's the star of the preseason. Him and DTR, I would say, right? Yeah, but the difference is like he plays. DTR is behind a guy making seven hundred million dollars. I mean, literally, they owe him two hundred and twenty nine million dollars. Yeah. So DTR, it's it's an incredible story, but unless Deshaun Watson has a serious injury, he's getting what do you think? Two and a half years minimum for the ship to sink. I mean, it's, so DTR's cool and all. Where Aiden O'Connell, I mean, if you told me that O'Connell is taking snaps by like week three, either bench slash injury, it, it could it could happen fast. It could. The one thing with DTR, what if coach is on the hot seat in Cleveland? No chance. No, well. no, no, no chance. Still can't bench him? $229 million. $229 Fired million. after the game for Did you, doing it? You know, like, goes have, like, fine, I'm getting fired, but I'm going with DTR, and then gets fired after the game on the tarmac? I mean, they're so far. $229 million. Think about that. Did you see – have you watched any hard knocks? No. Not a uh, single second. Not. I'm not protesting. I, I should, but – 
It's not. It's not bad. But there was a moment. Quinnen Williams, the Alabama guy, who looks. I mean, he dominates. Absolutely destroyed the Panthers in this joint practice. And he's standing there. Woody Johnson with Salah, and Salah's like, he's even a better guy. This is after like seven straight sacks. And Woody's like, yeah, man, uh, that's a lot of money. And this is the guy that cut the check. And I don't even know what they give him, 65 guaranteed, right? But relative to NFL contracts given non-quarterbacks, Woody was just like, that's all. We gave him a lot of money. And uh, it's like five times less than what they gave Deshaun. So DTR has zero chance to see the field, in my opinion, unless there's an injury. Did you watch the Johnny Manziel hour long? Yeah. I flipped it on. Think I thought it was like a five-part series. Um, it is. It's just different. You know, it's like Florida gets one. Like the Urban Meyer oh, untold. It, it, gotcha, it was like gotcha. five different, you know. What I mean is I, I thought, yeah. I thought Jimmy was a several-part series. Um, I enjoyed it, I guess, cause, because of all the old footage, like all the college highlights. I loved watching that stuff again. Um, one main takeaway I had was it, Cliff Kingsbury aged a lot coaching in the NFL. You see him, he's like Manhattan beach condo, you know, he's on the USC staff. Yeah. Um, but he looked a lot older than he did before he got the Cardinals job. And, uh, how about when the, but his buddy, uncle Nick, uncle Nate. Yeah. is like talking through the whole doc. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I haven't talked to Johnny. <laughs> In years, I I thought I, a couple people DM me about Kingsbury and was like, God, he looked like shit, and he really did. You know, what I mean, Kyler, I, I I thought that's an all time. Just if I was Johnny, I'd had a hard time putting that one out. Maria could not understand at the end when the sister was like, he still needs more time because someone asked him like, what's he doing? More time? What, what the fuck are Figuring we talking about? It, it it was. Honestly, a pretty big embarrassment, I, I thought. You know, once we got out of college, whatever, he was having a good time. Like, I didn't even judge him at A&M. But the NFL stuff was, to like be proud of it, I, I saw Joe Thomas came up in the algorithm. He was on with uh, Dan, and Dan was like, what was it like? He, Joe hadn't watched it yet, but clearly everyone was like funneling him, you know, clips. Yeah. You know, you're in like a midst of a Hall of Fame career, giving it all you got. And when you see this, he's like, uh, he said he disappeared his rookie year during an OTA. And a couple, he's like, a couple of us kind of looked around and be like, yeah, this might be a problem. Wow. Like, didn't show up on like, you know, like Wednesday of an OTA practice. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I The fact that it ended the way you know it ends with him having, you know, it's still sad. Like, he's still trying to figure it out. His agent, like treated the whole thing like it was hilarious. I thought that was really weird, given the fact that he's not okay, right, Johnny? Um, and I just, as soon as it ended, I was like, w why, why? And Alyssa goes, well, he need, obviously he needs the money. I was like, yeah, maybe that, maybe it's that simple. Like, why would you do this thing? And maybe it's as simple as they need the money. I mean, eight mil, right? That's what he got. He wasn't a top five pick. That money can oh, be you're, long. Oh, 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 yeah. And the fact that sure. he, he didn't, it turns out he didn't actually come from oil barons. Well, that's what I said at the beginning of the thing. I'm like, Marie, you have to understand. I this guy, 
This guy comes from a stupid amount I of money. The same thing. Like I, 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 I'm not saying like Warren Buffett, Bezos, but I, I think his parent. And then you kind of realize, you're looking at the dad. You're like, I don't. It, it. I wasn't really ready to jump off that cliff. But then by the middle of the dock, it was. They all admitted it. You know. It was. I, I also had the. I also had the thought. I, I talked to a buddy that's in the NFL, who's a scout, and was like, "Do you think that he would still? Because he's not that fast, right?" And that was the other thing Joe Thomas said. He's like, "When you meet him, you realize he's tiny, he's skinny, he's not that quick, and his arms not great." So you're like, "What's if this guy's not Kirk Cousins' mindset, right? Giving right. it all he has. How's he going to maximize his talent here?" But you're watching him at A and M. You know the SEC. Regardless, of it's way it's the best it's ever been now, top to bottom, talent wise. But it was still pretty talented, and he's running by these guys. Maybe they just didn't quite understand there weren't that many running quarterbacks in the SEC back then. I, I don't know because it's it doesn't feel like he could do what he did now. But I'm not trying to diminish what he did because we all watched it. Uh, yeah, it's just a fucking wild, wild story. I was with you. Did he redshirt? At A&M? Mm-hmm. We'll get on to some other stuff here in a second. But did he yeah, redshirt he did. A&M? He, yeah, yeah, he did. Because he came um, out after his redshirt sophomore year. Right. That's why I was confused. I, they were like, his freshman year, he gets on the field. And I was like, okay, fine. But it was pretty crazy how immediately it looked like his high school tape did. Him just running all over the place on people. Uh, when clearly he was playing against a different level of athlete in the SEC than he was in in high school. How about his agent texting the Browns like, come on back in. Come on back in. <laughs> Well, it's like that, that That was exactly why. How could you ever trust an agent with anything? It's, it's always been my take on agents in general. And they, they always push back. Like, we really care about the Your number one priority always is positioning for money. Then everything else is secondary. If that didn't yeah. exist, not your relationship wouldn't exist. Not no. this situation, right? Otherwise, but, you would not be advocating the Browns to draft him. But I don't even, I, I just, yeah, exact. I just mean overall, they always try to play this like, he means everything to me. Like we're, well, first and foremost, it's, it's a vehicle of cash. And then that came about. So that was a perfect example of him, like passing a drug test at the combine. It was just like, I don't think we do this enough anymore. Uh, well, normal people do this in society, but on like the media would never, like some people are just losers and it's okay to be like, this guy is just kind of a loser. You know, obviously has some issues, but just like kind of a loser, right? And everything around it, like taking pride in going to Vegas and shit. And even yeah. go, saying now that like, yeah, that was, I'm a fucking idiot. Like he couldn't even, like, he's just a loser. It's, it's okay, you know? Well, but but what I would say is like, to me, the flaw is like, if somebody has that mindset in his position, to your point, the agent, everybody was just trying to trick NFL teams long enough to get somebody to pay him. As opposed to actually trying to help him, not be a not make loser decisions and not be a loser, right? And like, what's help. what help does he need, right? Like to mature? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, mental health. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like what 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 is the what's, the what's he the issue? Needs help figuring his life out, right? And nobody seems all that interested in helping. A documentary. I don't know if that helps. Although I saw Maurice Claret say it will help. It'll open up some doors for him. But all the doors have been open. Yeah, he, he was. He had people around him for his entire life trying to help him out. Like, like to me, I'm. Well, I just know, like, knowing Ryan Leaf, well, he would say, like, and I know he's tried. He said it the other day, but he told me a year ago he'd been trying to meet up with Johnny to help him. Um, like, he's a guy that went, you know, had a long time of 
very bad decisions and then found the path, right? And didn't he crush the documentary saying it was like a joke? Like, how are you doing this? Yeah. Well, he said, like, this is this is not actually helping the guy who needs help. But he doesn't want help. Right. Well, yeah. A lot of enabling. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Shall we? Yeah. We are sponsored by Tito's. Handmade vodka. Numero uno, John. This is where it's at. You sidle up to the bar. You say, give me a Tito's and soda. And everybody goes, make it too. I love that. You go Tito's and soda. Somebody's going to go. I, I like to do the nod and just make it too. Uh, Tito's and soda. Maybe a John Daly. That's always a make it too. Like two for me, two for him. Um, but whatever you like, do it with Tito's handmade vodka. Had a couple transfusions with uh, De La Salle legend Anthony Aliotti the other day. He he was out in these parts. Oh, yeah? Sca- uh, banging the bushes. Rookie ball. He's like, you want to play a little golf? And he, our buddy Hawkins would linked us up, and we went out and played and just talked a lot of... We just got into the dirt talking over a couple transfusions. So nice. get yourself a transfusion if you're on the golf course. Summer's still rocking and rolling. I saw Portnoy have a post. We are too quick to end summer, and uh, <laughs> summer doesn't officially end till the middle of September, so just keep rocking and rolling. Dude, that, that is Nick Aliotti's his uncle, right? Nick Aliotti's his uncle, and uh, Aliotti's father was longtime athletic director, I think just retired at, at De La Salle for the last mm. uh, over two two decades plus. Wow. Legendary. He's an, a, he's an A scout? He is now, yeah. Played for yep. the A's for a little while. Yep. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. All right, this is our first podcast since the Saturday, since the weekend of uh, NFL games. I did an immediate, like, instant reaction, YouTube-only, post-Saturday night game breakdown. Uh, so we had a lot of stuff to catch up on, John. But we'll start with, uh, we can just start with this real quick, non-quarterback, we'll get to the quarterbacks. But um, where did this go? I, we are 20 days away from the first Sunday of NFL football, September 10th. John Lynch has said three weeks. That's how much time somebody needs, he thinks, to get ready for an NFL season. Carl gave us five bucks to ask, when do you think Bosa signs before week one? Question mark. So let me start this conversation with this. What percentage do you put it at that Nick Bosa will be playing football week one for the 49ers? 100%. It, it hasn't crossed my mind that he won't. I think we're starting to get into the territory of, is this like the week one show up, right? Because the team they're playing, who has their version of Nick Bosa, right? He held in and ultimately had the famous kick down Rooney's door, like, let's get a deal done, dog. And they figured it out. This does not feel like that, partly because he's not around, right? Even last year with Debo or two years ago. He was around. This is the first time where the guy has just... I mean, they're dealing with a family that likes their coin, rightfully so, but I would say is handling this a little different than they've been used to even with some of their star players. I mean, we've been around this team for a long time with a lot of big-time names. Patrick Willis, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, Bowman. A lot of these guys got extended early, and then this crew of guys from Trent. Now, granted, that was free agency, but... It felt like just it was a pretty, I don't know, seamless relationship. The Debo thing got a little weird. Emotions were high, and that thing simmered immediately. Uh, this is just they're playing, they're playing hardball 
which I appreciate for that extra whatever, 10, 5 million. I, I think I saw Schefter on McAfee last week said he wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback. But I think it's more than that. I, I think that his number, they're clearly not, not budging on their number. It, it feels like they're at a little bit of a staring contest. Right, And I think it makes it easier for Kyle and John just knowing his, wouldn't you say, like his Arnold Schwarzenegger level training regimen that like you yeah. feel good about it. But everyone says like you need, there's a difference. I saw J- Josh McDaniels had a quote about Jacobs. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is the National Football League. Like you don't just show up and dominate. And Josh Jacobs was honestly like a top two or three running back in the league last year. But to think that you can just show up, I don't give a fuck who you are. Jacobs, Alabama, Bose, Ohio State, these guys are premium elite talents. It's football, man. I, I mean, I understand with older guys. Remember back in the day, like, uh, might have been when we were, no, we were out of college. Like, Michael Strahan and Favre would do those, like, miss training camp. Definitely Strahan was like, I don't want to fucking go to Tom Coughlin training camp. Understandable. He was also like 34, 35 years old. This is a little different guy in the peak of his powers, prime of his career, like the meat of his like Hall of Fame resume with enormous expectations for the team. And you think about all the other teams you're battling, right? The the Steelers, who you're playing week one, do not have any issues. I mean, they. But I know it's preseason, and you could argue the Raiders are the hottest team. They're right up there. They look fucking good. I mean, they, they are... They came into this, I think, year with a sense of, like, we haven't won a playoff game in a while. We've, in a weird way, kind of underachieved. Like, we're trying to win 12, 13 games. And the Niners have this – it's weird. It's not really a distraction. I mean, it, no one ever stops talking about the fucking third quarterback. But it's the most important thing. I mean, he's your best – him and Trent are your best players. Yeah, right? I mean, the quarterback, it's – it's right now it's at least, I'd say, at best third on the list, getting Bosa healthy in – and getting Moody straightened out is more important right now than who their backup quarterback is. Um, getting who healthy? Just getting Bosa back and 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 that he's healthy. You know that he stays oh, healthy when he gets back. Since he doesn't yeah, have the yeah. same. You're right. He prepares. And what even helps it a little is that he's been on that Strahan plan almost every year of his career. So he's always missed stuff. You know what I mean? Like it makes it a little more normal that he's not around because you've always. You can kind of talk yourself into, eh, he's always been away to some degree, but never like this. And John Lynch played in the NFL and says, from a health standpoint, he thinks you need like three weeks to ramp up to NFL football, right? That there's just something, basically, no matter how much you prepare, getting on a real field with real players takes your intensity up to another level. Um, and the other thing is he's normally working with Joey, right? Like when he works out, he works out with Joey. Yeah. But Joey is with the Chargers. Well, the, the other thing is this year for the first time, I think the Chargers were kind of like, I, I'm pretty sure Joey was there for some of the voluntary OTA stuff. I wonder if they had a little line in the sand. Like, you missed some time last year. We're paying you a shitload of money. I don't think Joey was there. I'm almost positive because I, I follow the Chargers on a bunch of social media stuff, and they definitely tweeted out stuff and Instagram stuff during the offseason process of like, bro, a little like Debo. Like, listen, you don't have to stay in San Jose. Don't blame you. But you ain't going back to fucking Florida. Where'd he go? Just, you know, an hour and a half flight to Scottsdale. I, I do think there's some... Uh, it's different with Nick. Like, what are you really saying? But I, I think this is... This is the first time I can remember in a long time them really kind of getting to a true staring contest. And, and part of it is this is the biggest contract they've ever signed. Right? 
what was uh, Jimmy? 70 million. Remember Kaepernick's? And obviously it was way different, the money for quarterbacks a decade ago, but it was such a fake contract. Yep. Easily the biggest contract they'd ever signed at the time was Jimmy. Trent was pretty big. I mean, it was for, you know for a guy 33, 34, 60 million, but they have not signed these. Debo got 60 million. So they've signed a couple 60s and they've signed a 70, but they have not ventured into the enormous money yet. No, they haven't done a deal where you felt like if we had a checklist of who won which each part of it, where you feel like they didn't win the deal, they just win because they get the player in, right? The Kaepernick deal is a great example. The Jimmy deal is a great example. Even the Debo deal is a great example. The player gets some and we get some, and we get the player. feels like with the Bosa deal, you have to almost lose every head-to-head battle, and then your reward is you get the player. But you're not winning on, you know, historical contract value. And it's not about let's be $1 million more than the guy before, right? No. I mean, it's regardless, even if they end up winning a little bit, like behind the scenes, maybe it comes down $5 million, It's all going to come down to can he have three years where he averages, I, I would say, at minimum 16 games a year, right? So you, you give him a little leeway to miss a game. But, I mean, he's – yeah. You ch- you're playing, he's playing, right? You're right. playing, he's playing. You're playing, he's playing. That's what it's all going to come down to. And that's, I think, when you look at some, I think where the Chiefs have really, why they've maintained it, the guys they've paid the most, Mahomes all this money, I'm sure they'll pay Chris Jones, Kelsey, and Tyreek. It just felt like whenever you watch them over five years, those guys were always around. Always. They played every, this is not the NBA, where it's like, ah, they fucking play once a week. In the NFL, like, I gotta have you. What happened last year with the, the, the Bills? They gave a guy well over 30 who's a future Hall of Famer, but it was like, God, you gave Von Miller $55 million guarantee, then he tore his ACL. It, and that's the shitty part about the NFL in general. It's like at any moment, it's like, gosh, you just you start paying the, the freight that's that it costs now. I, I got to have the guy around. That's Trent, you'd say so far, I mean, he's been banged up a little bit, but he's definitely <laughs> answered the bell of how much you paid him, right? You feel pretty yeah. good about that. Skinny that's the thing well, with it feels like you know. he's... Even his de- down Debo is still pretty good, and what he is right now is going to be – you feel good about it, right? You look Kittle's good been awesome, by the way. On the well, rewatch. He's sk- yeah, he's skinny. I mean – I just mean on the rewatch, I wasn't really paying attention to Debo. On the rewatch, I was like, God, Debo ran really hard on two plays yeah, on the first drive. He's fucking awesome. Um, that's the thing with Nick, right, is you – as long as he's healthy, you know you're getting incredible production. That's the only question is health. Yeah, it's the only question. I'm with you. I To me, it's – He's 100% there by week one. My concern is not that he's not there by week one. It's does the runway of getting ready for the season get so short for him with the team that something happens? That, that's my that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, part of it, you know, last year, T.J. Watt signs an enormous deal. I think it was like $90 million guaranteed. And then he tore a pack or whatever, right, and missed a large portion of the season. And I bet they would say, fuck, if, we had, if he was just never hurt, we'd make the playoffs. A couple years ago, they signed Ronnie Stanley to a huge deal the Ravens do. Yeah, left tackle, and then he, remember his ankle, like, pointed the other way? He's mm-hmm. clearly never been the same. Yeah. So you just, it's a shitty part about football. It's the number one thing I've never missed about leaving is standing there on the sideline when a guy goes down. Or in a press box. It's just, you just, coaches get numb to it. Executives a little different because you're not, you're just kind of sitting there. right? At least coaching, you're kind of like always, you're just moving on the sideline, next play, you're, I don't know. It's it's the shitty part. 
but there's nothing you can. It's just keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're not trading them. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We want to talk about Purdy. Yeah, I mean, I was, is there anything left to say? Like, he's ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, he to me looked like he's looked. In, I was pretty confident watching him in practice every day. 
And I, by the way, John, skipped practice today. I just got grades texted to me. <laughs> I trained our boy J.D. John Dickinson in the grading system. He has texted me the GFF grades today. I've, I've got an army of graders out there <laughs> sending me grades. God, I can't wait for practice to just be over. Everyone cut off. Because <laughs> now we got two games. I mean, I just... Yeah. So how, how can... He could throw seven... The, the thing is, he is treated right or wrong. Like... He, it doesn't matter what he does in these practices, right? Do you agree with that? I do. As long as he doesn't melt. It, ju- it just gives, you know, fodder for people that, you know, clearly everyone has an agenda in this race, except us. I mean, I, th- I, right. have, We're... I have no agenda. I, I just legitimately think Sam is better than Trey. And then I also factored in the all the elements of, He's told you forever Purdy was the starter. I even saw Kawakami. Like, how are these people exist that think there was ever some competition? Right? And then he comes back. He looked the couple, the one throw he made was like, God, slinging that pill there, Brock. Even honestly, the the first play of the game, that little like on the hop, like from a second baseman, the touch on that one, like it's just it, it makes sense. Now, it's all gonna come down to big picture with this guy. Like, how high is his ceiling, and can he sustain it? Like, no one knows that, not even Kyle, not even Brock. But clearly this guy has something that – and I've always said this about the way the 49ers players kind of corral you in positivity or just say nothing. Like, they're not they're not bad guys, so they don't come out and ever say like, you know, this guy's actually not as good as you think. But they do support guys they believe in, and they, in a weird way, did it with Jimmy, right? And when I say in a weird way, I just meant I, I think they understood the guy has some flaws, but they just knew that by far he was the best guy on the roster over the five year span. Most like, you players, guys are idiots. Have, most people and players have flaws, right? It, exactly. Most quarterbacks, I would say, every guy in the league beside Mahomes right now has like Josh Allen's got some issues. Lamar's got issues, right? Herbert, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean, that second half in that game was not ideal against the Jags. But the way they talk about Purdy, and they have from the moment that he got in in that Miami game, right? They were just never asked about him during the season until he was forced to play. And to this, to right now, the way they talk about him in the game, Trent Williams and those guys. I, I I put a lot of credence in those guys, right? Because they're that high end of players, right? If Mahomes and Travis Kelsey tell me about a young guy on their team, like I'm going to listen. <laughs> they know Brady did it forever, and Edelman, uh, McCordy, and Slater. Like when you got a front row seat to elite guys, like you got a pretty good idea what the what the bar is for the chance to win. When Jason Kelsey tells me like two years ago, there's something about this fucking hurts guy, man. It's like you probably should have listened. Right, a lot of people are like yeah. I don't know. It's like well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're not just randomly. It's about all the stuff that you don't see on a daily basis. Beside, if you just went to practice and watched him throw a pick today on a screen pass, which I'm sure is going viral right now. Some yeah. By the way, I gave Trey's pick on a screen was only a negative point five grade for me the other day. By the way, like it's like actually screen picks are kind of there's other plays that are worse. Um, it's typically a better play by the D lineman than a shitty pass. Yeah. But let's talk about Brock. Let's continue on Brock, and then we can get to Trey and Sam. Um, I, to me, the question on Brock, first of all, I think the further we get away from last season with Brock, in some ways the easier it is to pick him apart because he does have 
a physical limitation that you don't dream about, right? You don't go, uh, you don't go to sleep at night going by. Well, when you watch Brock Purdy throw the ball, he can just make throws that nobody else can make. But I thought watching him five plays or five throws, whatever it was, it was a reminder of how seamless things generally were when he was in charge. Now, partly we're watching these other guys without the starters, but that was part of the reminder. I think the, when Brock Purdy played quarterback for them, the machine ran pretty damn smoothly. There were not a lot of hiccups. You didn't have to get the maintenance guy out there to say, ah, yeah, bad read, but we'll get him next time. Maybe you didn't get as many high highs, but you got higher highs at times than you did with Jimmy and you didn't get as many low lows. And I think it was a reminder that Brock has a very even style to him. Um, and I also think to your point, like if he's going to have a high ceiling, it's going to be because of some of these intangible things, his mind, uh, his understanding of the offense, his ball placement, his toughness, his courage, like for players without the physical plus plus talents to become that and be an exception to the rule, you have to have some of that other stuff. So I think there's still, you got to keep an open mind to the possibility that he can be a better player than some of his physical traits make you think. That said, what to me mattered from watching him in practice to watching him in a game is, like it would with any guy, his last snap, he got hurt. So did he look comfortable, right? Did he look afraid of the pressure whatever? And the answer to that was no. He looked pretty comfortable. Two, I actually thought uh, both times he had to be a little mobile. It was a reminder that he is a little mobile. I think we know that. But even the sack he took, he gave himself a chance to get out of it before eventually the second guy sacked him. And then somebody tagged, I saw it, uh, it going around the internet today from the SF Niners account. Is it Josie Jewell? He shook out of his shoes as he ran for it. Now, Kyle, and I think we all agree, you would have liked to have seen him throw it to Juwan Jennings uh, on that um, red zone play. But ultimately, he twice kind of showed athleticism, twice looked comfortable. Um, it was all positive. It was all positive. So yeah, I mean he that that's type outing. How seamless, how it looked, how it felt, is exactly why Kyle likes him. I mean I, I don't even know who's debating it because everyone last year when he was playing was loving it, right? And and part of it in the sport of football. That's what I think. You needed a reminder. Yeah, there's just a long gap. But I, I think most people are very positive on Brock Purdy after last experience. Like most people don't live on Twitter, right? Yeah. That are, that have an agenda on this, that have a negativity. Like he's a, he's a good player relative to what they have. Is he starting over Josh Allen or Mahomes? No one's saying that. For this team, uh, is he the best quarterback? Kyle would tell you so. Is he the most skilled physically quarterback? You know, I think that's the number two guy. Uh, but I, I think running this offense, like it's clear why they like this guy. There's a seamless nature to him with the guys they have. And that's – they're not – Asking him to be Mahomes. He doesn't need to be. Where he did with Iowa State, uh, threw a lot of picks. But with this offense, fuck. Now, I, I don't think Denver's going to be that good. Like, to me, they're a 6-7 win team. But they went right down the field. And now, maybe they're not expecting wide receiver screens. Who knows? I mean, it's just these preseason games are really hard to tell. It's but those more, are the plays the Niners run. Well, for sure. For sure. I, I, I'm just saying, like, remove that that stretch like that that looked like a normal niner drive the other stuff it's just uh, the way preseason games are evaluated individual players after like starters versus starters which even most of these games is a couple series max it's much more traits and how it's going to translate than like 
he went nine of 11, right? Or he ran for a hundred yards or like Ronnie Bell. I, I don't know how many catches the guy had, but he's breaking tackles left and right. I'm like that's going to translate for Kyle. Yeah. Ronnie Bell. We can talk about Ronnie Bell for a second. Um, Danny Gray got hurt. Ray Ray's been out. We'll see if Ray Ray's back week one. Real, I think, a heartbreaker for Danny Gray, John, because Ray Ray getting hurt is part of his role opportunity. And what was interesting with Ronnie is now he's got this chance to make mistakes and keep playing and come back and make a great play, which is what happened in the game, right? Like he dropped, he's dropped multiple passes in two preseason games, multiple. He had one go through his hands and was a pick on Saturday. I, but I, he gets. I, I, I text with a scout on that one. Darnold threw 150 miles an hour. Like I, I don't I know, know if, how many wide receivers catch that ball. That might be not, fair, but I, but he has like drops is on my mind with him because I've seen it a little bit at the beginning of camp, and he's had a drop. He's he had well not a drop. He had a fumble also in the first preseason game. But but my point is it's okay. Didn't, like, he, didn't like, he have a fun, didn't he have a fumble in this game? They just recovered it. The Niners recovered it. Yeah. So I mean it's a little bit of a roller coaster. But where was he drafted? Seventh round. He it's. All of a sudden, I mean, you tell me the seventh round is where you would the guys that do what you used to do scout like that's where you kind of bang the table for a guy. right? Well, he's making so, the team like this guy's on the team. You can't cut him. You can't cut him because he's he showed too much in two games from a physical standpoint, from a willingness standpoint. There's too much to work with. We're well, not talking about a number two. Wide somebody receiver. Else You're talking about too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just th- this is. He was a name that's been popping up during OTAs and then obviously training camp and then the the film he's already put on. And then immediately he returns once Danny Gray. Like, he, he's on the team. Just how, how Well, I think he's ahead piece. of Danny Gray. Like, that's the thing now. Yeah, but you're not cutting Danny Gray either, so it just, you know, it's, it's kind of a no, weird spot. Danny, Some of these guys are going to go on pup, I would agree. I guess it doesn't really matter ultimately who's ahead of who, but for Danny. Um, but he actually looks like a guy that could contribute. You know, for a guy his size to be the yak guy that he is, is pretty impressive. And he clearly well, just kind of, he looks, he plays like he fits their personality. Well, you know, what's funny is when you rival Ronnie Bell, right? He comes from Michigan. So I was like, ah, oh, I bet this guy's four or five, two-star guy. His yeah. offers were like, can't, he's not like some elite blue chip. Some of the Michigan, I bet Harbaugh's team is full of these last several years, right? It's a guy that... I would imagine fit more their personality. I'm like, fuck it, we'll just take him. And he clearly proved his way over the years on a team that, I mean, what would you say? These last two years are Harbaugh's best two years, right, in Michigan. Yeah. So, and, and this year he, might be his best year. And if you think about the guys that the 49ers like, it's not always, you know, Debo was not coming from Alabama or Ohio State, right? Ayuk was a JC guy from... Arizona State. Like they, they they look more for specific traits. Like this is the most heralded of the three guys when you factor in what college he played for, right? In terms of team success. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I I always think it's really cool in training camp when a guy, when a late round pick or an undrafted free agent just has the moment like, I ain't getting fucking cut. Yeah. And he, and he really had that game of just throughout the entire game. I mean, he was just relentless. With every quarterback that played. Yeah, it didn't matter. It's it's what he's looked like in practice. That's what I think was impressive. Is it was a continuation of what he's done in practice. But like on a bigger scale, because to your point when we talk about practice versus games, like you can't do what he did in a practice. Right? You can't do you don't get tackled. 
No, really? Exactly. So you can't do what he did in a practice. In the same way that if you go to a Niners practice, Debo doesn't – you don't even get a taste of who Debo Samuel is if you went to a practice and had never seen him play a game. You don't – it doesn't tell you anything. Not a thing. Mm. Right? So – all right, let's talk about the quarterbacks, uh, the other two guys, Sam Darnold and uh, Trey Lance. So my take, John, following the game, immediately following the game, and I still stand by this take, even though I, uh, as you might expect, argued with some people on Saturday night about it, was that Sam Darnold did everything in that game that he needed to do to maintain his position, established already as the number two quarterback. Um, you know, I guess we could debate. I think part of the big picture conversation for the Niners is, how much do they want to continue to invest in developing Trey? How close is Trey to Sam, right? Kyle has not named Sam Darnold the number two quarterback, and he probably won't for a while. But, um, you know, how, how much is there there still to work with? But I'm just, I just want to say that to recap, Mike, for the, for the podcast listeners who didn't see this. That's where I stood after the game on Saturday. I thought it was a good outing by Sam. I thought he made multiple plus throws. I thought Trey made multiple plus throws. He made some negative throws. In fact, my biggest overall takeaway was for a team that's had to use multiple quarterbacks, I thought it was a good day for 49ers quarterbacking. Ultimately, if Trey ends up as their third quarterback, you'd prefer that he looks closer to what he looked like the other night than what he looked like against the Raiders. What he looked like against the Raiders was, was worse, right? He showed a lot of good stuff on Saturday night against the Broncos. So I thought this is not in any way a comment that will delve us into all the controversy, but it was a good day for 49ers quarterbacking. Where's the con- My question, though, is where's the controversy? Well, the whatever that argument I'm just saying, one. like, it's not a take a stand and let's battle to the death over it like we're uh, sitting in Levi Stadium fighting. Um, God. <laughs> that's my point. It's like it's, it's a very different conversation than the one we've been having for a month, which is to say it's better. They, they are in – if those are their three quarterbacks, they're in really good shape. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. I thought I just watched it back before we hopped on the the Lance throws, or excuse me, the the Darnold throws because I watched the Lance. I just fired through JT O'Sullivan. He just he just gives me the all twenty two views, and I can fire through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Darnold's the backup quarterback, and he's been the backup quarterback in my opinion since the moment he fucking signed for three and a half million dollars. I, I will die on this hill because he could have gone to ten other places. Kyle's giving him a wink, wink, and he. I think he looks good. I think he looks better than I imagined he'd look. And I was very intrigued. Lance, here's the hard part about preseason football. Is, like, if you are some diehard Trey Lance is getting fucked guy and you're pounding the table about that performance, which is the best performance of his career, in my opinion, in terms of just how he looked comfortably, looking off safeties. It was a fourth quarter of a preseason game against a team that's a 6-7 win team. So it's like, you know, this is what? Made some plays against guys that were wide open? Like, nice throw. I mean, it's a positive uh, Willie Sneed throw was not wide open. That was a hell of a throw, right? Willie Sneed on the hash and like that in cut. That was a great throw. Yeah, but if you looked around the league, like throws like that are getting made in the fourth quarter. Like no one, it, this guy is treated a little differently by this crew of vocal minority on, on Twitter, I guess. And I'm not trying to be negative because that was, again, the most positive thing I've ever seen Trey play and my number one takeaway is like, God, maybe they won't trade him. They can keep him around. Showed a little life, right? Because, well, I mean, we're talking about a guy. What's crazy is that we all agree has no value in the NFL. 
In a, in a quarterback star of league, everyone's like, hey, he's got no value. Even if you're like positive that this guy's getting screwed, most people would be like, yeah, you can't really trade him. He, he's got no value. Even if you believe that he should go somewhere else, it's like, well, he's not worth anything. So when he does some positive things, that's cool and all. But I also think we're talking about the end of a fourth quarter game. So when you put it in context, because if it was reversed and you, it's all about whether you like the guy or you don't. Right, so if you if you like the guy, you're like, look at this, 150 yards, last couple drives. Well, what did Kyle show at the end? It wasn't about like, can can he get us another touchdown? It was worrying about his kicker, which is a whole other concern. Well, we'll get into that, but he was not concerned about like, can Trey let's keep matriculating down the field and get us? He didn't care about that. It was all about Trey's his third quarterback. Like, do are you in agreement with that? I, I would be. I don't even I don't even know how to describe my shock if it is named week one he's the number two quarterback well yes I agree I do agree with that and I think if he is named the backup quarterback it will change a lot of what we think we think about Kyle Shanahan right because uh, yeah my, for sure my my estimation my grading and my eyeballs but me coming out of practice I said Sam's been better then I think he was better in the first game and at at worst, he was as good. Now, he didn't get as many throws as Trey, but Trey had some negative plays that, you know, you go back to what Brandon Allen said at the beginning of camp, was this offense is about being accurate and on time. And what I've always said, and I've said this for years, and it's not even a Trey comment, the league is filled with guys that can make the plus throw. The consistency is what separates, you know, the backup quarterbacks and the marginal starters from the top half of the NFL quarterbacks is consistency. And Sam, guess what? He hasn't had it in his career either. Darnold, as people have pointed out, it's not just that he had one interception for every start, John. 55 picks, 55 starts. Remarkably, I don't even think this gets enough attention. 35 fumbles. 35 Fumbles, to me, is worse than 55 picks. That's an outrageous number for a quarterback to have. But what I said Saturday, and I really believe this is, all of that stuff, is, Kyle Shanahan, has he does not give a rip about what Sam Darnold did with Matt Rule or what Sam Darnold did with Adam Gase. He, brought, he saw that and brought him in anyway. So what matters to him is how does he look with me? Now, if we gave Darnold five games to start, maybe he'd still look like that guy. Maybe he is that guy. Maybe he can't unbe that guy. But so far in training camp and in two preseason games, he hasn't played like that guy. So that has earned him more opportunity, and it's earned him the backup spot. If he looked like the guy that played in Carolina and the Jets, then he's not going to last long, right? But I know people don't want to hear this because they keep bringing up Carolina and the Jets. He hasn't been that guy as a 49er yet. If he is that good, guy, he's looked good. He's he hasn't good. been that guy yet. He has looked good. I agree. I've and I'm somebody who's changed my opinion. I he's looked better, much better than I anticipated. So you know, that's that is real. Whether people want to accept that that's better than Trey or not, that is real. And then I think you factor in the negative plays that we've seen the last two weeks. Trey made a lot of great plays this week. It, like if you watch Trey Lance. I think your general takeaway would be, yeah, that's a guy worth working with and developing. If you can keep that guy around, you should keep trying. The play he made, the, his first throw of the game, which was that scramble play, gets out, throws a beautiful ball to the right sideline, receiver has to tiptoe and make the play only where he can catch it. Not a lot of guys make that play. But there were negative plays in the Raider game. We won't relive those. 
I thought there were a couple throws in the Bronco game. I know you saw one that uh, there were two really that looked kind of like panic throws, right? The one over the middle to Snead, nowhere to go with it and just cuts it loose. There was one kind of in his own 20, he throws to the sideline, really a dangerous throw. And and I don't know if it's panic is the right word, but a very dangerous no-win throw. And that is the stuff that really matters to Shanahan. His job requires you to just drive the car between the lanes. That is his primary concern. Can you drive the speed limit between the numbers? What is uh what's what's the old uh who's the country singer who's always down in like Cabo? Not country, but like older guy, like Kenny Chesney and him do all the songs. Uh Jimmy Buffett? The restaurants. Jimmy Buffett. What's his thing? Like, ah, uh, keep it between the navigational buoys or whatever, right? Let's just let's just keep this thing moving straight. That is Kyle's number one priority. So when a guy makes a great throw, that's great. But when he makes a bad read or a dangerous throw based on a bad decision, that really hurts him. And Trey does still some of that stuff. And and that's where Sam's done in his career. Sorry, I'm going long. I'm almost done here. But he hasn't done that as a Niner. Not really. I, I, I just think if your greatest moments are in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, honestly, with under five minutes left, a lot of it, it's it's cool. Like if you're just a fan on the couch, and he was the only. If it if it wasn't for Trey Lance, the overwhelming majority of 49er fans would have just kind. Con- you know, if it was just your random, typical, right, unnamed, undrafted free agent, garbage time, probably stops paying attention. Maybe may even change the channel. But pr- even if they leave it up, may, may go to the kitchen. You're just not as locked in. It was most people, I would imagine. If you started that game, you were finishing in the moment the guy comes in because you're watching it. But you just the the way a preseason game works. And listen, I used to do this for a living. I text every day with people that are in the office watching these, and they're fucking pulling their hair out watching these. It is not taken that seriously, fair or unfair to the guy. That's just a reality of the sport during August, right? You are playing a bunch of guys who are not going to be in the NFL. A couple might be on practice squad, but the, you talk about the 90 to 53, that, that's the majority of the guys getting cut right in the end of the fourth quarter. So you, you really just evaluate the skills. And like you said, there were a couple balls, panic balls. He hit, uh, what's his name, uh, the Bama tight end on the touchdown. He, he was just wide open down the seam. Nice, looked him off, right? But he's just like, that's I, the I don't on know. That throw. To me, it's just a basic NFL throw. Yeah, it's a zero-grade throw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I, I watch that game and think not only is Sam Darnold the number two and part of that, I'm just, that's what Kyle's going to do is like, I think they would have a better chance to win an NFL game with Sam Darnold than Trey Lance. I believe that to my core. I'm not a Trey Lance hater. I'm not trying to shit on the kid. Honestly, it's cool. I talked to someone. It's hard for me to describe this guy. Cause I don't want to out him and, clearly the guy has had a better camp this year than last year. Last year was ugly. And I believe, and we've texted about this, I don't think Trey Lance would have lasted long as the starting quarterback last year. With, In a competition. Before, no, the way it was set up, but once Jimmy was resigned before Kyle went to the bullpen, I think they would have gone to the bullpen. He clearly mentally is better at the sport of football. The, the arm motion, he's, I give him credit for being able to maintain that. And he looked better game one to game two. It was also against way shittier competition, right? Like, that's that's part of evaluating. I've been like, hey, we should claim this guy. Well, who do he play it against? Who is he doing it against? 
It's no different than when you're in a draft meeting. It's much easier to pound the table for the Georgia kid than it is the Oregon State kid. It just you got to make a harder case. And it's no different than that in preseason. And one thing, like it or not, and a lot of it was really ugly that Sam has going for him in the eyes of Kyle, is that I just know that he knows how to be in an NFL field. And I think I'm way better than the fucking idiots that he was around, right? From what's his name? Adam Gase. And he's right. What's the other guy's name that got fired in Carolina that was LSU's uh, offensive coordinator? Remember the young guy? Like, where's uh, Jordan? Joe, Brian. um, uh, Yeah. (laughs) So... Eminem, uh, <laughs> yeah, side fade McGee. Um, it, it just is what it is. Joe, and the one, the the one thing I wondered with Trey, like I, I, if he could just go somewhere and just just work out the kinks for like three years, that's really what he needed. If this was his rookie year, because you just wa- I watched a decent amount of preseason this oh, this weekend. I just had it on random guys. He looks like if he was a second round rookie or third round rookie. You you said second, I said third. We were texting about it. You'd you be said pretty fourth. intrigued. You said I fourth, then hit you fourth. said let's settle at third. In, in fairness, like Aiden O'Connell's a fourth, and he looks fucking fantastic. But you just a lot to work with. But a lot of those guys don't like Aiden O'Connell's not starting. Right. You don't even get to play. Like you have to improve on your own, which he has. But there's only it only goes so far. Eventually, you have to play, and this is where like. He's going to end up in a situation because I don't think it's going to be with the 49ers. I'm not even necessarily saying this year. I just mean a chance to play. Probably a shittier team, right? Because there's usually the ones that like a, like a Tampa Bay this year. Be a situation like that. Let's just say he was there. It's like, fuck it. Let's just go with Trey Lance and see what he has. More know, often than not, it would look pretty ugly. And I don't – and I and it's just, this is where I struggle with him because I think he needs to play. Clearly, he needs to play. But I also wouldn't be in a rush if I'm him to try and get to one of those situations. Who knows? Purdy gets the year. Darnold's a free agent. Darnold leaves. Now you're still around, right? I mean, it was different because Alex played a lot. But Alex Smith is a great example of sometimes, and Alex was in a bad situation. The Niners were a bad situation when he was their quarterback. But as long as you're still young enough and as long as you still have your physical health and you care enough to try, then you can hang around and maybe an opportunity will present itself. Right. And that's, I would not be, I would keep hanging around the 49ers. If I was Trey Lance, I would not want to go somewhere else knowing how many, uh, how many, how many talented players surround you. This is where I will agree with Grant Cohn is that I, I I think Kyle's kind of moved on mentally. You know, I, I think he's all obviously all in on Purdy, but I think he likes, Sam Darnold dramatically more. I did. Than, yeah, he did have. A, are, you, are you referencing? I, I completely disagree with his take on Trey being this like supreme prospect at this point and like some superstar. But I am in agreement that like if I'm Trey, it's pretty clear he, he likes. He doesn't even hide the Purdy thing, but he likes Sam more than me. Like that's and so if you're in that position, listen, you and I have been in a position professionally where if the guy in charge. Technically, I don't know how in charge. Kyle's way more charged than the guy you, <laughs> you and I dealt with. But the point is, whoever your superior is, whether it's a football team, whether it's any company, doesn't likes a guy different than you and spends more time and effort and energy. Like your time there is done if that guy's not going anywhere and Kyle's not going anywhere. So Trey has to get out 
to just see. Now, th- that doesn't guarantee him anything because more often than not, he's going to go, or more likely than not, he's going to go to some place with a way worse offensive mind than Kyle. But Kyle's moved on. Like, I, I, I'm in, yeah, but I, 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 mean, I believe that to my core guy. Yeah, I, I saw, I don't know if this is what made you say that. I saw Grant tweet yesterday something. And it made me laugh, and I thought there was some truth. Some, some, I thought it was a good observation. Basically, Kyle has invested more time in Sam Darnold than he has in his third overall pick quarterback, which I don't know how, I don't know. That's not an exact quote, but that's kind of what you're getting at. But I also think that for this team in this position, sometimes Kyle's been in positions where it doesn't matter who he wants. He's got an option and that's the only option he has. So he's got to roll with that guy. And I think Trey could easily be in that spot with an opportunity to earn some of it back. Like until you're out, you do have an opportunity to earn some of it back. Maybe, you, maybe like you're saying, maybe you can't. Maybe Kyle's totally gone. Who, who do you think? Is, this- who do you think is the better player, Sam Darnold or Trey Lance? I think Sam's better. Yeah, so do I. But Sam might not be here in a year. Sam might get hurt. Sam might not actually. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Sam's not bad. Maybe Sam turns into 55 picks and 55 starts and 35 fumbles Sam week four. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think right now, but I'm not positive. And listen, it feels like I'm, I, I like Sam Darnold. I'm very intrigued. What the fuck would Trey Lance have, what, what would his stats be 55 starts for the Jets and the Panthers? Right? It would look, we'd be talking, I mean, it's just, that's, that, those stats. And listen, he turned the ball over. There's no dispute. Trey Lance started four games with the 49ers. He's got three picks. I mean, what's his ratio? Like, the 49ers are dramatically better than anything that guy does. So my point is that 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 gets used if you don't like Sam Darnold, but I don't care about any of that anymore. The Jets stuff means nothing to me. I just watch him with Kyle operate and go, God, this arm, I like that. And part of the Alex Smith thing is Alex, if he could ever be figured out, was going to hang his hat on one thing. It was going to be touch. Like that's, that was an Alex thing because he didn't have a big arm. So like once he got to Andy or early Harbaugh and then Andy was like touch, completion percentage, right? Like I, I still don't quite understand, and you could argue this for Sam too, but like Trey has viewed much more of this upside because he has it. Like what's he ever going to hang his hat on? Like a big arm? Well, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. I'll get back to the take I put up on the screen. Um, I said this the other day. I thought, um, did you see what Shady McCoy said? Last week, did he, go, did he not an NFL player or something? Yeah, but then like Hushmanzada was one of those like, oh, and Shady's like, I, I just mean he's not a starting quarterback. Like Shady was not trying. Shady gets a lot of like he's kind of polarizing, but he wasn't trying to be dramatic. He really wasn't. And I thought he said something just so clear and obvious. He's like, what's his plus one skill? Like, what does he what is his plus one? And to me, it really was a great comparison for fields like i you know i don't know that fields is going to work out either or that fields would have worked out if he's a niner but when i watch him i can see his plus one skill clear as day right it elite elite speed it just kill he just bangs you over the head with it and his arm really plays like his arm strength really shows up in a real way the the analogy i made was an electric car has an epa rated range for his battery say it's 300 miles, but that's not your real world range, right? Your real world range is like 260. And to me, Fields, whatever his EPA rated arm is, when you watch him play, you see it. And I think Darnold has surprised me with his arm. Like what his arm is supposed to be, it plays. Trey's arm is strong. And Trey, like the ball he threw to Sneed was a fucking bullet. Like, but it doesn't always, his ball is not consistent enough that it always is its EPA rating. 
right? Sometimes it's a little bit of a knuckle. Sometimes it's a little uh, 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 off target, which everybody's off target. But to me, it's more about just that strength sometimes is not always exactly right. And I think Sam... I think Sam manages his arm well. Like he really does throw a better ball than I expected. Everybody, you're listening, and uh, somebody who has changed his opinion in a month on Trey. So when somebody makes a comment like this on the stream from Tyler, if Sam is better, it's not as clear as you're both making it. 75 turnovers in five years is atrocious. What I'm talking about, and I think this is you, but what I'm talking about is what I've seen from Trey in the last month and what I've seen from Sam in the last month. That's how I am arriving at the conclusion, my current opinion of the situation. I'm not thinking want- about Trey last year, and I'm not thinking about Sam last year. I'm just telling you what I've seen in camp and what I've seen in two preseason games, which is what Kyle is judging him on. Yeah. My, Kyle's my not going back to the Jets tape. My, my, my opinion started with Kyle loving Sam, so I was just like, he's going to be yes, the number two. You're right. Yep, you did and then that. I watched, because it's just basic economics. Sam Darnold, based on the way, just his experience, look around the NFL. If you don't think for $3 million, a a large percentage of the NFL would assign the guy that there wasn't some Daryl Morey, James Harden, wink, wink, where it actually got executed, and then you just watch the games, I think he's a better player. And like you said, his arm, I always thought his arm was kind of overhyped, and then I I think it's really good. You can find a lot of footage of me saying his arm is overhyped. I think Sam. I think the 49ers could win with Sam Darnold. I don't think they like. I I think they lose with like I. When you're I, just saying like put themselves in position. Win games. The NFC. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I think they could put themselves in position to win with Trey, but I think it'd be harder. I think they could win. I think they can win with Purdy. I'm just let's talk week one against Steelers. I think they could win with Sam Darnold. I do not think they could win the game with Trey Lance. And I think if Trey Lance, if Kyle just said today. Trey Lance is my starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The 49ers are an underdog by the end. I mean, immediately. Like, that that line flips. Um, I think they could win with all three of them. But I feel better about Darnold's ability, especially because right now you've got a weird kicker situation and you play in a lot of close games as it is. I think Trey probably misses a few too many opportunities to be able to bank on, you know, if you're going to play in a close game where three points are going to really matter, you can't have some of the missed open plays that it feels like he misses. I'll Which say this, right I, now is Purdy's best quality, right? When Kyle dials up a play, he hits it. I don't put that much stock in fourth quarter and preseason. I mean, I find it, like, laughable. I mean, as someone – and this is not a shot at Trey. This is just – overarching universal football NFL yeah. the history of fourth quarter preseason games. Yeah. It, it's about traits, not stats or anything. Uh, like it is a big deal for a guy that's been dropping balls to catch the ball in low two, right? Like that's important. Catch the ball. If you've been dropping the ball yeah. or complete a pass, if you haven't been completing pass in tray, right. But ultimately like touchdown, like it doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, and I don't think it means because I don't think it means anything to the teams because I've seen it and I know well, because it hasn't meant anything ever it hasn't translated <laughs> anything ever. So when you say like, oh, well, look at his no, I can't look at his numbers is anyway, keep going. It's so idiotic. It's not worth addressing. So the one thing like I, I have been on the hill of like, I, I think they're going to at least open to trading him. And I still think that they would entertain calls, but. 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not changing my opinion based on that fourth quarter, but I, I could see the scenario if they view, because he's a massive conversation. He, he just is. Coward led his show today. Shady. T- I mean, everywhere you turn, they're still talking about fucking the third quarterback. And like, that is something that historically teams just remove when they can, even if they, this is weird because a lot of times it starts driving a team nuts. Like, you know, Terrell Owens or this is, this isn't him. Like it, he's not, it's weird, right? He just gets the conversation because of the pick. Right, because of the draft move. That's why he has talked about over and over. It's a historic pick, right, when you factor in the trade. But I don't know. I, only only truly like Kyle John and like, you know, the core guys that would never talk about this publicly know whether it's really a big deal internally or not. If it is in the slightest, I, I could see them moving him. If it's not, then yeah, they'll just roll. I think it ends in a week or whenever. Whenever Kyle names his... You know, I, I, I'm, I don't think Kyle names anybody, quote unquote. I think we just get to the week and then we see who's on the 46 man roster an hour and a half before the game. But I, I, that's I, wouldn't you it, imagine all three guys would be up with this new rule now on the 46? I think well, you, you could make one, you get, you get, you get one emergency, right? Who doesn't count against your 46 man roster? No, I thought you get three quarterbacks now. Isn't that the deal? Yeah, but I don't think all th- all three of them are not on the 40, like, one of them is only an emergency quarterback. So I'm saying an hour and a half before the game, you have to you have to designate your active roster and you have to designate which one of your quarterbacks is the backup and which one is the emergency third. Right. So if that guy comes in, the other guys can't go back in like And he can only style. come in if they're hurt. Yeah. That the backup was the can rule? I, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that's the rule. Did you understand the rule differently? I just assumed you got three quarterbacks. Yeah, I think you have to designate I, one. I'm not a huge rule guy. Yeah, yeah, no. Reading I, the, it, it, yeah, I think the nuance of the rule. The but. third guy can only play if the other two guys are hurt. So you do have to differentiate between your second and your third quarterback. Unless you just put three quarterbacks on the 46-man roster. You're like, hey, all three of them are my – I got two backups today. Right. You're saying they will give you the 47th guy, but it is that 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 kind of red flag on his roster spot, right? That, He's in a different category. Yes, that that I, would make sense. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure on the 46, 47, but I do know I'm pretty sure that that third guy is the break in case of emergency only. So Kyle's going to, you're going to have to actually designate that 90 minutes before gotcha. the game. Otherwise, Kyle would never tell anybody. Kyle would go through the whole season not telling anybody who his backup quarterback is. I'm convinced. So my point in saying all that is I think this dies pretty soon in terms of a daily topic. Practice gets closed, and they stop playing in games. The starting quarterback's the only guy that plays the, in the game. My, my, my pushback on that, though, is it's such a story that I think it would just it would get reported on at practice. You know, Even though the media's not allowed at regular season practice, it would just... I do think that they... I do think they plan on announcing it because of the hoopla is the wrong word, but just the constant just you want to kill it. Yeah. I mean, but then the conversation, then you're, then the conversation is, is there a trade market? Right. And that conversation goes on. But that whatever. conversation is, has been ongoing. And I think we all know there's not. Right? Yeah. And, and so once it's established that there's not, then I think the thing fizzles because they don't do anything to feed it. Right. I think they can live with it is my point. Like I, I think once we get past this part of the season, 
they're a Super Bowl contender that better win football games with Brock Purdy, who better perform with an offensive line that better block and a new defensive coordinator who's replacing two really good defensive coordinators and a Brandon Ayuk and McCaffrey and, um, you know, a coach who's trying to finally break through. Like there are some real stories with this team that I think are much more important, bigger stories that become bigger stories once this thing gets settled. I'm not arguing that, but the quarterback drives the conversation. It just, it just won't die. That would be my take. I it think just, it. Does. I'm not I think saying it kind of dies. We just. Nah, I don't know. It it just there's nothing to. I mean, once you get to the season, what what sparks the story? What keeps? I mean, maybe things. Maybe Trey wants to trade. You know, whatever. You get a few. If you get reports like that, then it's different. But I mean, this organization has pretty consistently dealt with some pretty weird shit, and they've never seemed to make decisions based on how weird their shit is, right? This is less weird now. This is just a guy three years out that's attempting to be a backup. The only reason it's weird because of his draft position, but based on play and based on the other guys, I mean, it's not that weird. No weird, one around the NFL, whatever, un- awkward, uncomfortable, whatever you want to describe it. Yeah, no one around the NFL thinks like this is some crazy revelation. No, I, I guess way. what I'm thinking of it, it's like th- answer questions that John Lynch would rather not answer. This is high on the list, right? Yeah, luckily he doesn't have to talk that much. Besides, right? But let's just say he did. Right? Week one rolls around. You play the Steelers. Is it really that much of a topic? If if Kyle's goes, Sam Darnold's our backup quarterback. Yeah, it only gets weird when the quarterback ebb and flows, right? In terms of his play and production. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And he's not. And this gets back to what we've talked about. Purdy is not good enough, or his resume is not long enough. We'll see if he's good enough to just no conversation ever after losses, right? Yeah, two picks, no touchdowns. Are we sure this is the guy? That starts immediately. Yeah. You're right. It's a no. I I just think the quarterback situation with the 49ers, until they have like truly a guy like this guy's going to be the quarterback for a while, is just going to be constant fodder. And as long as Trey's around, he's part interwoven in that conversation because of – three first-round picks, right, because of his draft status, because of fair or not. And, and like I've said, I, I don't consider any guy three years into his career a bust. Who knows? Trey can go on and play for 15 years. Even if he becomes a backup, it's not his fault that he was drafted high. We're a long way away from figuring out. But just his situation is very, very unprecedented. Yeah, it's, the, the not- and, 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 and Sam is a pretty polarizing guy. It's just they've got the, the, the two names are not – like it's like Trask and Baker. No one actually cares, and it's the Bucks. Part of it is just this team, the names. Well, Sam has played a lot, and a lot of people think he's a bust, right? That's yeah, part of it. The, Everyone's got an opinion on him. USC, New York, it's just it's just a big name, you know? What I mean, like polarizing name. A yeah. big name, like Baker's a polarizing name. There are just certain people you just say, people got opinions. Baker Mayfield. Sam's better. <laughs> Ru- Russell Westbrook. Like, you could just bring up some names, like – it just emotions. Trey Lance, James Harden. I mean, these are all different at different spectrums of their career. But like, if you just met a dude at a bar and you said that name, conversation's starting. Yeah. Right. And most of the conversation with Sam right now is terrible, bad player. Like that is from I who? Think well, That's, I think you it's, walk up. No, 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 no. Don't go Twitter on me. If you walk up to a bar and said Sam Darnold, most people go, he stinks. Not Niner fans, just walk into a bar in Indianapolis right now. 
I would say coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree there. I would say 49er fans that have watched these two games, like, damn, he's a lot yeah, better yeah, than but I thought. I, 50,000 feet general NFL conversation. You walk into a whatever, a bar. Yeah, wherever. Seattle, wherever. It's Dallas. Yeah. Man, Darla, I thought he was going to be good. Just a normal. No one's arguing. My point is no one, most people, except us, is actually arguing over Sam because they're all, they all gave up on him. Yeah. Most I, people I think gave up. Fi- fi- I think if you just walked to that scenario, Indy, Dallas, wherever, you brought up both guys, Darnold, Trey, the average guy would say they both stink. Yeah. Uh, Maurice says, I noticed most cowards don't address the 49ers brass. Wonder when that will start happening. Easy to go after Trey. Oh, my God. How many times can we say the process was bad? The pick was bad. The whole thing was bad. And also say, but when you compete for the championship, you're allowed to make up and recover from your mistakes. That's been said 7,000 times. What? One of the worst things that's happened in the last 15 years is people say things like, nobody says of things that have been said over and over yeah. and over again. It's, it's been said. Yeah. Jake Moody, John. You know what? I wonder. I'm personally ready for the quarterback conversation to end. I'm, I'm ready for the regular season. I, I, and, so, and I'm ready for a fucking announcement. Announce it, Kyle. Don't be a coward. I would prefer that we don't replace quarterback controversy with kicker controversies. Kicker controversy is so painful. Kicker, not even controversy. Here's my concern with Moody. On one hand, if it's a mental problem he's having, that's terrifying. On the other hand, I don't think it's just that. I think he's got to figure out how to kick in the NFL. Like the extra points are 33 yards. In college, they're 20. So they're further. I thought his missed extra point the other day and his made field goal to win the game. I don't know if those were mental misses, John. I think that ball is moving on him when he kicks in this stadium. I don't know what it is. I don't think he's got total control of the ball. And that's what's concerning to me. I guess they're both concerning. But that he's throwing like this fastball that's just like coming up under people's chins. Sometimes they swing at it. Sometimes they don't right now. Listen, I, I know nothing about angles of kicks or anything. I just know this. You draft a guy as high as they drafted him, and as hyped as this guy was, he's just got to make fucking kicks. And right now when he kicks, I'm sorry, there's not a soul that feels like it's going in. Well, does he look That's confident the, to you, body language doctor? But but how would he be when he misses two kicks in his first ever outing in the NFL? And the hype was enormous. I think anytime you get a start that shitty, like it couldn't have gone worse even though one of them was a 58-yard kick, right? Let's just hypothetically say, go to his first ever NFL game. He had gone three for three, a couple extra points, missed, hit a field goal, and they rolled him out at the end of the game, tried a 58-yarder, and he missed. I don't even think it'd be that weird. You're like, ah, no. whatever. Yeah. But I think the way that after he duck hooks the one and then dramatically pushes the other, you went, God, he's all over the place. And... One thing's funny about the preseason is just like the Homer broadcasts are for Greg to act like it's, you know, he hasn't got a chance to kick. He fucking is from Michigan. If he had kicked in, I don't even know who plays the Kibbe Dome, whoever, some college team that plays in a dome, most of Idaho. Yeah, but like this guy played in Michigan and in a conference that's cold, that's windy. Like when you think of cold college football, there's really only one conference you think of, right? It's his, and he played in one of the coldest places. So, like, I, I'm sorry. The, the wind was pumping. Like, that's 
This is his deal. The other thing is just re-watching the game on speed mode. He's part of this problem that the special teams feels like a disaster. It just feels like, was I unfair to Hightower? Is this a reflection of a head coach that doesn't give a shit about any of these people? I mean, the, the punter, it's one, listen, a shank happens. Every Ray guy probably shanked a punt. But to have back-to-back shanks, to have a kicker that can't make a kick, I, I can't. Well, and this is to gets back to the home broadcast, and it ain't just Greg. It's every single broadcast. You have no clue what's going on. I think we are lucky for as shitty as a lot of NFL broadcasts are. I think if we had all the home, the equivalent of all like local radio, like the radio version of what we're getting, pre- I think it would be rough. Because football, unlike baseball, where it's like, I get it, it's long season, even basketball, 82 games, one day a week, three hours, my expectations are pretty high for some criticism on some shitty plays or miskick. You can't, you can't tell me it's sunny when I've waited all freaking week and we just lost the previous week by 20 and then we're down 10 and you tell me everything's good, <laughs> right? I, I, I can't do that. And that would be the nature of that if it was the NFL. So I give the guy zero excuse that the wind was pumped. He sees. When you're See, playing I, golf, I, me, it's not it's not excuse. Like it's a fair criticism to say the wind is moving that way, and he hasn't figured out the wind yet. Like, but he's used a, to wind. Yeah, but not all wind is the same. Wind moves differently in different stadiums. My point is, whether you view it as an excuse that's legitimate or not, either way, we result in the same. It, it's a problem either way. Either he like they don't have that much room to have him figure it out on the job, right? They just don't. I'm not disagreeing that wind changes from place to place. My point is he's used to inclement weather. He's used to no, I understand. cold, wind, swirls, all the shit. The, the yeah, one but thing any, I, I think a kicker would tell you this stadium's wind is different than this stadium's wind is different than this stadium's wind. Totally like Robbie's agree. got a book on every stadium. Like he knows it. Like you got this guy, even if he's fully confident, is learning on the job and clearly he's having a problem with it. Totally. I, I'm not comparing I'm not expecting him to just have like Robbie Gold knowledge of where shit's going. I think it's more just like he's missing kicks left and right. Just and it's one of those one jobs that was... barely made it. Honestly, I thought it would miss. Did you? I did too, yeah. No one gives a shit. That there are this it's the one position. Where not a fucking soul, and I defended it because, like, God, it's, you're talking pass, pick, whatever, 100. You want to take the kicker, take, but he just better make the kicks. So he starts missing the kicks. It is a, it's a major, major problem. He's got to make the kicks. Robbie, He's making the team. The wind excuse is weird. He played indoors in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I think the one kick was was did the wind take that? Did he hit it well or not? But we could nitpick it. It doesn't change the actual conversation, which is. Kyle has to think about it during the game. Like, that's the yeah. problem, right? Well, we're all thinking about it. it, it the kicker situation is a lot like a bullpen in baseball, right? You just think, oh, these guys are going to blow it. That's how it feels right now. And we're two games into the preseason. And this is where, back to the Trey conversation, he didn't, it never crossed his mind. Like, this would be incredible reps for Trey to try to, to scoring drive here at the end of the game. It was, that's not a priority for him. A, yeah. As it, based on the way the team is, it shouldn't be because we got to get this kicker. I thought, like, I would start kneeling it at, like, 40. I'd like to see a 40-yard. I agree with you. I didn't want to see that. Was it Ty Davis? Whoever broke off that run. Yeah, I I was thinking, like, I would probably just run it out. I know. You agree? Like, I 
I don't need 50, but like 42 is like, but a, he did a want him to make it. Like it's this tough mix of like, I just want you to make it, dude. We can't just, cut him. Just make it. Yeah. You could, I, you, you could drop a brick on his toe. You just can't, you can't cut him. So th- this is going to be the kicker to me. If he's missing kicks, he comes up with a how long is his leash? Kicking. Halloween. If it's a disaster, mm, I feel he long. wouldn't, he wouldn't get the whole season. Would he? No, that Halloween feels long. That's half the season. Yeah. I don't think it's that long. I would say it's the number one issue right now in this team. Uh, let me have a guy that's going to make kicks. Hugh says, you guys advocated for Niners pick and trade, didn't you? Uh, we both predicted it. I advocated for it. John Moore advocated for Justin Fields. But yes, we both predicted it. Don, five bucks. All three executed Kyle's system at a high level like it was meant. That's a big deal. Talking quarterbacks there. They're in good shape. Thank you, Don. Uh, Miguel, five bucks. Until Brock turns into Sam and Sam shows us he's still the same old Sam. He's still the same old Sam. We just need to go with the flow. He has shown Kyle that he's worth making him the number two. And I I think he's shown us that too. But Jonathan Taylor seeking a trade. Good luck. <laughs> Moody for Jonathan Taylor? Ugh. Like the nine. Oh, Elijah Mitchell was back at practice today. So uh, I kept giving everybody bad intel last week. USDA San Jose State is not Thursday. It's Saturday. So there you go. Steelers play Thursday, though. Go do some scouting. Yeah, it's Notre Dame and USC play Saturday. Not each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody else plays Saturday. There's a few Saturday games, but anyway. Um, Anything else? I'd imagine San Jose State's in some trouble in that game. Yeah. But you never, you know, the SC of old would kind of start slow uh, this Saturday, you know? Let's see if Lincoln's guys start fast. I would say Lincoln and Oklahoma usually, I mean, they they had some big mo- – I mean, they, uh, like any program over a five-year span, I mean, had some – I remember they almost lost to Army one time, but they had a lot of – you'd look up and it'd be 35 to 7 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're right. That's not Lincoln's mo. No, um, a lot of pr- a lot of pressure on the Trojans. You know, a lot of people think that they can win the national championship and that their guy can win the Heisman again. He won the Heisman last year. Caleb Williams won the Heisman last year. Back to back Heisman's. Caleb did win the Heisman last year. Caleb did win the Heisman last year. Yep. I guess it was a weird Heisman year, huh? He kind of yeah. It was he was not part of the group at the beginning of the year. And then he became the guy. Remember Bryce? Nobody was. I'm not acting like he's not deserving. I was just. Yeah, it's no, weird. It doesn't feel like it popped. Hasn't had a back-to-back Heisman since '75. Only time it's ever happened. Is that because Bryce won it the year before? Or is Bryce what? Because Bryce won it the year before. Well, I'm saying, did Bryce win it the year before? I think yeah, Bryce Young won it the year before. I'm trying to think who was even like standing there with Caleb Duggan, Max Duggan, Bryce Young. Oh, C.J. Stroud. Maybe not okay, Bryce. Yeah, C.J. Yeah. Stroud was there last year. That was the part of the Johnny Doc. I was like, Colin Klein? Bad, bad, bad Heisman year. Manti, okay. Colin bad, Klein? Bad Heisman year. Bad Heisman year. All right. On that note? What, K-State? K-State. I mean, that's an incredible moment for Colin Klein's life. We'll always have that. We went to the Heisman ceremony. K-State? How, how often does K-State, him and... Sproles the one time I think I think Sproles made did the Mike, guy did Michael Bishop make it to New York maybe 
actually have a sneakier, better program than I think people realize. Yeah. Is is the old Fresno State basketball coach? Did he get the job at Texas? Rodney Terry. Yeah. He's the head coach of Texas. He's the head right coach now, of right? Texas. Yeah. Remember they made him the I saw this, run, then they gave him the job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I saw this Texas. They had like this, you know, calendar kickoff. Maybe school just started, so they had like a special night. And Sark, I'm pretty sure, was the AD. And I was like, is that Rodney Terry? I'm like, oh, yeah, Rodney Terry's a basketball coach. Remember, he left to be the to be an assistant, and it worked out for him. Yeah. That one played out pretty well. Uh, all right, we good? Yeah, we're good. All right, thanks for hanging, everybody. Hit that like button if you're still here. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Like, 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 like. Somebody said thoughts on Coletto. We'll get to that one after uh, Friday's game, maybe. Jack Coletto, roster cuts. Uh, look good. Look good in practice today. Cut He's going to get cut. And put on practice squad. <laughs> yeah. Or is Michael McDaniel going to claim him? D'Amico. I mean, there's, that's the D'Amico. thing with having Bobby Slowick. You never know. Yeah. You never know. All right. Later, everybody. Thanks for hanging. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.